welcome once again to She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, the podcast. A weekly podcast that discusses each episode of the Disney Plus slash Marvel television series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going, sir? Uh, not bad, Phil. My ass remains unwhipped. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> it's uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's, how's it going, sir? Pretty good. Good, good. And in the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada? Hey, it's Sean, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Indeed, indeed. And in the state of Missouri. Good evening. This is Kevin. Indeed. Missouri, U.S. of A. Absolutely. All right. For, for, indeed, indeed. So uh, a couple of things, uh, for some house cleaning first. Uh, where you can find this podcast. Where you can find it, you can find it in multiple places. The first place is wherever podcasts are found. And that uh, can be under a couple of different uh, feeds. The first feed, obviously, is She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, the podcast. Uh, just search for that wherever podcasts are found, such as I tunes or what they now call apple podcast stitcher spotify uh iheart radio i think wherever uh, it's not on iheart I, I've oh, it's not yet oh all right i'll, I'll have to add it i'll, I'll go over there uh, this week and actually and dark discussions it. isn't on it either because i tried oh, how about that yeah so I'll, I'll add that and speaking of dark discussions the other feed you can find it on is the dark discussions podcast feed which is the feed for the main podcast for the network, uh, but uh, your co-hosts that are on this podcast here appear on that podcast among others that are on that feed, and so we we just drop all the all the good stuff that these co-hosts are on on that feed as well. And uh, look for iHeartRadio in a week or two; it'll probably be there um, for both, actually. And the other place you can go is www.darkdiscussions.com, which is the website. And on that website, you can uh, actually listen to the podcast directly there or download it directly from the, that website. And you can also uh, see all the other podcasts that we do over there, including, as I mentioned, the Dark Discussions podcast, which just had the 550th episode recorded, uh, which is uh, the podcast that does a weekly movie, uh, genre movie, where we discuss and critique and dissect it uh, and give our thoughts. So similar to what you hear here, but on just a, a specific film rather than a television series. Uh, you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the contact us in any menu, which is on any page of the website, uh, and that contact us uh, menu choice will open up an email box where you can type in the email there too. Uh, no matter how you email us, either way, please write in the subject She-Hulk. And we will know this email is directly for this podcast here and not for one of the other podcasts on the network. Now, Sean, uh, from Alberta, Canada, what else can folks find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Well, I forgot to say that today we're recording is Canadian Thanksgiving. So whenever this is released, belated Canadian Thanksgiving wishes to my fellow Canadians. Uh, as for the site you're mentioning, uh, there's the Patreon link, which you can click on, which is a way that you're able to provide financial support for the podcast, because the podcast itself uh, is very expensive to run, but is a free on all the feeds. So any financial um, donations you can make are much appreciated. And if you 
say, do $5 a month, for every $5 a month, you get to pick a movie that you would like to have a review done on. And every quarter, then a movie is picked. And it could be on the main Dark Discussions feed, or it could be on one of the sister podcasts, depending on what is chosen. But the point is, is that anything you can donate helps. Indeed. And, and uh, you said today is Canadian Thanksgiving? Yes, that's it's the Monday, but most people have their dinner on Sunday in ah, Canada. Very good. So what that means is that Sean, when he mentioned this, was saying Happy Thanksgiving to Titania Maslany. Yes. <laughs> who is the star of She-Hulk because she is a Canadian. Um, now, uh, for folks who are curious what that means, being, being Canadian Thanksgiving, that is October 10th, 2022, that we're recording this. For some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious when we record our episodes, uh, that's the day we are recording it. And uh, we're hoping to have the episode released uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, uh, October 11th, 2022. Um, all right, so I think that's pretty much all the house cleaning we got. So... Uh, that was only a few minutes, so we can get into our thoughts on tonight's episode. So uh, let's start with you, Mike. What was your thoughts on tonight's episode, which, by the way, was called, uh, I'm bringing it up here, it's a it's a, a tongue twister, Ribbit and Rip It, uh, directed by Kat Caro and written by Cody Ziegler, uh, released October 6, 2022. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, it's the most superhero-y, I think, of the eight episodes so far. Uh, I, I think it moved really well. I think the action was really good. And the, the, the I wouldn't say cameos, the guest appearances, I think were solid. And I'm sure we're going to go into all of that. So I'll stop it at that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, uh, Bert. Yeah, I love this episode. I thought it was really fun. It was uh, the guest, uh, the guests on the show were great. And it just, it felt like everything that I was looking for from the show. Um, it, it was great. Great episode. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, this was absolutely fantastic television. This is the reason why I was watching She-Hulk, because I was waiting for um, an episode like this. This reminded me of the She-Hulk from uh, what I've known through the years uh, following the comic character and whatnot. Uh, never mind the regular Marvel uh, comic book characters because uh, I'm more familiar with uh, the comic books than I am the TV show. And even in that case, I'm, I'm very limited compared to so someone say like you, Mike. Uh, but for the She-Hulk, who's been my favorite comic book character for years, uh, meaning as a child, um, th this is exactly what I was waiting for. Uh, this is one of the best uh, television episodes I've ever seen on TV, maybe because of my own uh, personal uh, love of the character than if it was really as good as its episode as, as I feel it was. But because of my own bias for the character and uh, the fun of the episode and what I saw and it's what it reminded me of what I was hoping for when I started the series, uh, I absolutely loved this uh, episode and it was one of the high points of my television experience or any uh, movie or anything this year of 2022 i i loved it incredibly let's go with you kevin uh definitely the best episode for the season so far uh it's is the penultimate show and they did not disappoint all right and let's go with you sean 
I thought it was a really fun episode, had a lot of good energy to it, and I think moved things along very nicely. Guest appearances were really, really fun. And yeah, I just was very, very happy with what they chose to do. All right, sounds good. So uh, for folks who are curious uh, what we do here on the podcast, assuming you're new or even if you are a regular, uh, basically we're assuming that everybody has already watched the episode uh, because why else would you come to listen to a podcast on a TV series? Uh, because, again, you would probably want to watch it before listening to us. But as as that stated, we're assuming that uh, you came here to hear other perspectives. And as you can hear, there's five of us here, and we have uh, different perspectives. Uh, it appears we all like the episode, however. Uh, some may be a little more than others, i.e. me. But um, just for the fact that, like I said, why. But uh, all in all, uh, we're here to talk about it and uh, give our thoughts and and. Th- give opinions that you may have missed or were hoping to hear. All right. So where do we want to start? What do we want to be, do? Uh, anybody want to begin? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Well, I'll bring the, it up. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, please. I, was please. Say, well, I think the, the, the big thing of course, is the fact that uh, Charlie Cox comes back as daredevil, which is something that fans have known about since before the show was started. Um, I know Marvel itself had teased it at various points. Um, I think there were a lot of people before we got into this, uh, I started recording, we were discussing different forms of criticism and what's a legitimate criticism. What is it? And I know there were a lot of people who were bitching and complaining because the only reason they were watching the show was because of daredevil and they weren't getting it Well, they finally got them. And I think they did a great job with it. Well, if, to, to add to that, Mike, that, that's pretty sad that people would just want to watch the show because of the Daredevil, because, again, this is She-Hulk. This is what the show's about. It's her show. So those folks who – and I can understand why they would want to see the Daredevil, because it's exciting and whatnot. But the only reason to watch the show to see the Daredevil, that's kind of silly. And, and again, that's just a personal opinion. However, my – No, thing, no, no. That's, uh, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely correct. If you're going to oh, watch okay. somebody else's show – just because you want to see that somebody else in it and you're not told when, where, or how much that person's going to be in it, don't complain when they're not there as much as you want. Thank you for, for being but, honest, Mike, because I was, what, I was I was trying to be kinder. But anyway, one, go on. Uh, one, point, one point I want to make about that is in the comic book world, you know, you, you kind of know when there's going to be an appearance of somebody in a comic that's not normally in the comic. It's like a big deal. Well, you know, Barrett, you know, I, I mean – not not to say that I, I would know any more than you, but I've seen a number of comics where, you know, I pick them up at the, the, the store and would, would read them. And then out of the blue, you know, they have the cliffhanger where you, you turn the page and it's the last um, little square in the, in the comic book. And it's it's the big reveal of the villain or this guy or that guy or that woman or that hero or that whoever. So and I wasn't expecting it. So to be fair. I could see how some people wouldn't necessarily know, but I think Mike's point is fair too, which is, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we got nine episodes. So, I mean, if you're just watching for the daredevil when it's not his show, uh, yeah, that nine episodes. Stupid. yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. how right. I feel. And I'm not being when, <laughs> Especially when in the modern era, right. You can just wait till the next day or even wait like three hours to watch the show and you'll know who the guest star was on that show that week yeah. without having tuned in. And even with, with Marvel, I mean, yes, there are always times like 
they'll have Spider-Man guest appearance by Daredevil on the front cover. Right. But it's That's also not but there's also not unusual where you'd get little tiny cameos, especially uh when I was really reading the comics heavily in Marvel it had a very casual continuity where it wouldn't be a shock if Spider-Man had a science issue and or or weird alien thing and he had to run to Reed Richards to get some feedback and Reed Richard being be like three panels of the comic and that's it. You would not necessarily see it on the cover because it was a small thing or because it was a character who was not a, uh, you know, going to get people to plunk down their quarters the way that, you know, a daredevil or, or a Wolverine or someone might. So it depends. And yes, absolutely not them, not revealing a lot about who was in each episode. I'm sure was to entice people to watch to see who was there this week. And, you know, clearly that works somewhat. But again, if the, your only reason to watch this is for one particular person. Well, Mike, to wait. be fair, the only reason I watched it was for one particular person, too, and that was She-Hulk. But it's her show. Okay. <laughs> right. For what? Let's rephrase that. For one particular person other than the main, the main character. character. The main yeah. character. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. However, I think even more important than that, was the reason why me, my six-year-old Vivian daughter, and my eight-year-old Colette got up immediately and started doing the Megan the Stallion in front of the TV with my wife and my dog looking at us like we were insane was because we got to see the suit. The suit! That <laughs> I, was, I, it's not... That was, it's, that was it's, I have that shirt, dude. I got that suit. I know. I know. Shirt. I, 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 you got a suit, a purple and white leotard. If you saw somebody in an aerobics class wearing that, you wouldn't think they were a superhero. That's She Hulk, though, dude. For me, that was what She Hulk was. It was. I mean, obviously, the leotard, where you know, with the high thigh, was was probably even more iconic. But this one was there too, dude. This this was one of the ones I was looking for, and it came up. It came up again. They probably would have gone with the leotard if this was like eight years ago, but. You know, now with um, the male gaze versus not, uh, they went with the more conservative one, which, though, in my opinion, in my opinion, is as iconic as as the the 1980s leotard look. And that's the reason why me, Vivian and Clint did the Megan the Stallion when we saw it happen on because the you Because you probably held them at gunpoint and said, dance, dance. Well, no, 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 I said, no, I, go, I, I, I was watching and immediately uh, Vivian goes, the suit, and we went, yay, and then we all got up and started dancing. It was awesome. Why didn't we get video of that? Because that I want to see. I know, I know, that would have been a pretty awesome. Tell your wife she failed us there. Yeah, she did feel us. <laughs> but but again, the suit um, my my girls were were into as well because they they've seen me wear that again for folks who are newer to the. You market. wore the suit. I ha- no, but I have <laughs> I have about I have about thirty to forty She Hulk t shirts and oh and, my. and a a good like yeah. six to eight of them have that suit. And so, I think so, Phil could rock the suit. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's as many. I think I may have as many She Hulk shirts as i do have taylor swift shirts but that's actually i have more t-shirts of of she hulk because taylor swift i have uh, a lot of them is also sweatshirts so that that's different but um yeah yeah so it was awesome to see the the, the suit the suit again mike it may not as be iconic to you but but to someone like me who's a, a big fan of the character that was like there it is there it is it was awesome 
Sure, I don't know if there's films. anybody <laughs> like you that says that big a fan of the character. Yeah, I think you, you're. I think I think you might be the the number one. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. I was always different. I, I always wanted to not follow the the crowd. I took the path less traveled, as as uh, another great New Hampshireite once said. So, uh, uh, Robert Frost. Uh, so yeah. So I, I would I would I would always like the the uh, more obscure or, or or whatever characters. And she hulk was one of them. So yeah. Um. Anyway, to get back to the episode itself and things. So, so we did get the two big reveals that they actually alluded to. If, if you didn't know, read things in, in the press earlier, uh, the, that episode, we saw the daredevil's helmet and we saw the fact that he, meaning the, the clothes designer had made a, a quote unquote superhero suit for she Hulk. Uh, and it was both in that episode, and, and we finally got the reveal in the penultimate for both. So, two cliffhangers, kind of, sort of. Um, now, uh, Kevin or Sean, since we haven't heard from you since the Megan the Stallion dancing moment, um, what do you guys want to talk about or bring up or add to those those things, the suit and the daredevil? Uh, the, the, it was cool seeing the suit. And, you know, that's finally to get that out of the way, right? Because that's something they've been teasing. I'm uh, doing the Megan the Stallion right now. <laughs> I, I really the... didn't need to know that. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah. So I thought that the Daredevil stuff was really fun. And I okay. like that they, the tone was changed. Because the, the Netflix star Daredevil was much darker and understandable. But... It's a different tone in She-Hulk, right? And so I like the tone that they did with and what what happened within the episode with uh, Daredevil and She-Hulk. Um, I saw that there were some people being pissy about it, but again, like whatever. <laughs> like if you don't like it, don't watch it then. It, it's I, funny I, you I, say that. It's funny you say. Sorry, Barry. It, uh, um, it, it's funny you say that because I was noticing the exact same thing, um, Sean. I mean, I, I'm sitting there thinking Daredevil was usually more of a serious, you know, serious show. He was a serious character, not really humorous. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, he's being funny here. He's, you know, it, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into details yet, but I mean, there, there's, you know, there's especially the one that, that the morning uh, the morning the, the after with him in the morning after. Right. You know, the woman's like, I just saw a guy dressed as a devil <laughs> doing the walk of shame. And she's like, was that from you? You know, that sort of thing. And I'm sitting there thinking, I do not. I mean, I am not. Uh, I've, I've never read any of the Daredevil comics. So I have I, I'm only going by what I've watched on the MCU shows. And the thing is, is that I I, I was surprised a little bit. But I wasn't upset. I just thought, oh, okay. Well, I mean, but they also got to realize that She-Hulk is mostly a comedy show anyway. So having him really be serious in this show is kind of it. It. it uh, I don't know how you would say it, but it's like for um, it. It would. It would kind of stick out, almost like a sore thumb. 
like, okay, you have this comedy show. She's doing this funny thing. She's doing this funny thing. She's doing this funny thing. All of a sudden you got Daredevil and they're being all serious, which means she can't really be that funny. So, you know, and it, it let's just say it works for me. Well, all right. It, it, I mean, it worked for me. It makes him more human. I mean, yes, just because he's dark in his own show and in in his his comic is more dark doesn't mean that Daredevil doesn't have a sense of humor. That um, oh, you know, I, Matt Murdock. I, I do so, not disagree with you at all. I I, I totally agree. I and technically, couldn't you say awesome. with uh, his appearance in Spider Man that he had a little bit of a comedic uh, situation? Yeah, it wasn't serious. It was he wasn't serious in in the latest Spider Man. So they were kind of hinting towards this. I don't remember him. I mean, he was being a lawyer. He was being he was just being a lawyer. It's, you know, so it's well, I think like when the the brick came through and he just stopped it, and everybody's like, "What?" Oh, he yeah. Just like had a funny quip. I'm a good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. But anyway, I mean, just I mean, dare, I mean, I actually read an article. Uh, somebody posted an article about it somewhere, and I, I shared it with our group. That they they said there were three main three big changes with Daredevil, and one was the what was the outfit, but two was the the the, the personality, and three they said he he developed a, a more of a superhero some more superhero abilities. Um, and like I said, quite frankly, that's fine with me. I really don't care. Uh, it made for a good show. I mean, ultimately, it made for a good show. And last week, if you were, if if our listeners were listening last week, last week I was afraid that we had two episodes left. Not a whole lot was really going on, and I was afraid that they're going to try to cram a whole bunch of stuff in, like last minute. And it was going to seem rushed. And I, I mean, kudos and, and you know, um, well done to the writers that they, at least for this penultimate episode, didn't do that. They tied it in very well. And I, I was I was very pleased with that. And Kevin, they had the She-Hulk smash. Yes, they did. <laughs> the, the, they did. Yes. That was awesome. Awesome. And I just like the banter between the two. I thought it was. I thought oh, it was fun. Absolutely, the bit the banter between the two while they're fighting. Yeah, absolutely. It, because well, I mean, if you think about it, you kind of wonder what Daredevil would have been like if he was. Well, actually, we do know what he was like because you know he was working with um, Luke Cage. And Luke, uh, the what was it? The Jessica Jones. Yeah, the defenders. Jessica Jones and the the the. Um, oh come on, my mind is not working right now. The um, the. The, the martial arts guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. His uh, name. Iron Fist. Iron, Iron Fist. Right. right. Iron Fist. You know, you had the, the four of them working together. And the and, and in that show, he really he, he didn't. He was he was a reluctant hero. Actually, a couple, most of them were reluctant heroes in that show. It's like, I don't want to do this, but we have to. Yeah. Where now as Daredevil, he's like, I want to do I want to be the hero. I want our you know, I want to use my abilities for good. I mean, it, that changed too, that I, I mean, he's, he's come to accept that. Well, yeah. Daredevil now. And I'm, I'm going to just do this. Well, let's remember Daredevil's not all that reluctant because like Luke Cage, you know, was just a guy, you know, walking around the streets in a hoodie. Uh, he actually, you know, would got a costume, 
paid to have a special costume made. You know, that's not a guy who's being reluctantly dragged into this. Um, I'd also argue that really Daredevil, a lot of it depends on the situation he's in as to how much humor there is. The character has humor. He did in the in the TV series, but then things get dark because that yep. tends to be the way they write it. And so a whole bunch of shit falls on top of him. And that's what kind of drains the humor out of the character. You don't feel like joking around when, you know, your whole life is falling apart. Um, if you go back, and I, I'm wondering if this was the reason why they used uh, the 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 ketchup and mustard outfit. So that was like Daredevil's first costume. He only wore it for like four issues. Uh, but in the early days, Daredevil was a more lighthearted hero, you know, and, you know, it was more on the dare part than the devil part. Um, and he wouldn't have been all that different from, say, a Spider-Man um, in that he, you know, would fight and he'd quip and he'd do whatever. And then Frank Miller took it over in the 80s and then it got really dark. And yes. you got things like yep. the Electra Saga. You got the Born Again series. And then pretty much that put such a firm stamp on the character that he has been a dark and grim and character and living in a dark and fairly grim world ever since. But before that, there was a lightheartedness to the character. Um, so it doesn't surprise me. And as far as you mentioned new abilities, which I didn't personally pick up, but um, I kind of think of him like Batman. Batman has one set of abilities when he's hanging around Gotham beating up the Penguin. And yet another kind of seems to be working on a different level of abilities when he's hanging around with the Justice League. You know, it's just, you know, you the character is malleable depending on the circumstance. So I think you're just seeing the guy on a good day, right? You know, he's out in LA. He won a case with, without breaking a sweat and he got to bang a seven foot tall green chick. So, Hey, why not be in a good mood? And, and Mike, Mike, uh, you mentioned something of interest. The daredevil is wearing not necessarily the only suit he has. So there you go. The She-Hulk has many suits too, Mike. See, I'm telling yeah, you. But, but none of them are iconic. Daredevil's iconic uh, suit is the red suit. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. No, no, not the really. Le fact, the leotard is, is and no, the one she's because, wearing in the show. No, because there's yeah, not one yeah. of them. There's like 3,000 different variations mm -hmm. on that. If you ask someone to draw the iconic She-Hulk, they won't know what costume you're talking about. Well, well, yeah, but but this one that we saw plus plus the leotard, those are, those are the two big ones. Those are the ones that no, but, most people but there's, know. But there's like a dozen variations in each one. But this one's in TV now. It's the iconic one. Now it's the iconic. Oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the one it's, on the as long as it has uh, purple, purple and white. What's that, uh, Kevin? And it's the one on the action figure. That's right. That's right. And the and the leotard, the purple and white, dude. The purple and white. And this one has the black too. So I'm going with it, Mike. I'm saying it's iconic. I'm going yeah. with it. You you could you could keep saying it. Don't make it so. Hey, hey, hey. That's that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Anyway, anyway. Um. So yeah. Are you guys Daredevil, related? We could be. We could be. <laughs> uh, um. When it comes to she hulk it, it gets passionate. Um. So. Yeah, yeah. So the Daredevil in this one was definitely more, I guess, lighthearted. And again, I, it makes sense because of the way the the show has been. Um, you know, not that there hasn't been some dark moments in the show, but based off of, I guess, what movie or show a character is in will determine how 
It is, you know, I mean, how dark was he in that Spider-Man? Uh, who, who brought that up? Was it you, Kevin, or, or you, Sean? Yeah. yeah. How, how dark really was he in that, right? I mean, He wasn't. Well, right. He wasn't, but he was also, he was, he was he was in, also the in it for two minutes. Right. Well, that is for, true. For minutes, he was so only yeah. in two so minutes. Yeah, he had about true. three lines of dialogue. So, yes, he had, there, there was, but he, yeah, he didn't come in as the brooding attorney. Um, he had a, the, a lighthearted moment in a moment that called for being lighthearted. I think we have this weird thing, like, you know, I wonder, you know, that, that uh, there's, this doesn't fit in that world. It's like, we have, a, we have a very silly world. We have a world that has North Korea and Disneyland. I mean, that's, 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 that's reality. Which are both right? evil, by the way, Mike. They're both but, evil. You know, um, so we, you know, we have. So have there's not much difference between North Korea and Disney, in my opinion, Mike. But anyway, right? Going. We have a, we have a world that makes films like Airplane and like Mean Streets. You know, it's um, that's there's a, a lot of analogy. there's there's all sorts of light and dark in the world that we live in. So uh, you know, they can have the same thing in Marvel, and we all can have our happy moods and our dark moods, and the idea that. Daredevil has to be grim and unrelenting all the time, even in circumstances that don't warrant it. Yeah, no, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, he's a human. He should act like a human. <laughs> and in this right. episode, he was just trying to get some and be a lawyer. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he wasn't even trying to get some. I mean, it just kind of happened that. Well, he was trying he was to get trying. some. Well, I, let's just say this. He wasn't saying no. <laughs> and, I mean, he did say, I mean, he was saying, I mean, he started off with, hey, you know, when I'm back, you know, would you like to have a drink? I mean, he was he was trying because, I mean, yeah, there was obviously an interest there, but he was willing to take it slow. She, however, was not. And, I mean, that's just that's just how that went. I mean, that that's just how the, the show progressed uh very quickly with that with them but the thing is i i, I uh, it it's interesting i i i'm kind of i'm interested in how it all started because we have this guy with this show that i mean with this costume that it it didn't work and it was made by the same person who made her costume and she really and, and she was talking about conflict of interest and she was afraid that yeah, and wait, and her fears were were obviously there because I mean her fears were were justified because you know the the guy that she ended up suing was the guy who made her outfits and not just her her leotard outfits or whatever her her, her superhero outfits but like normal everyday like a dress outfit a suit outfit a you know because you know and this I mean this guy did well and I mean and the problem was he was the only one who could really do it. And when it came down to it, she was afraid that he was not going to do be, be a, a, have her as a customer anymore because, you know, she had to do it. Yeah. Well, she, well, she did not screw up. You know, she had to do her job. Well, well, and she didn't ask enough questions to, before she took the, the client on, right? I mean, she, she wasn't allowed to give. She wasn't allowed to, right? But, but she, but she could have asked the question. She, she could have said, "What were the rules?" And then he would have said, "Oh, uh, I wasn't supposed to use. Uh, this is what I use, jet fuel." And she would have, "Oh, then we can't have the case. We can't bring. We're, we're doomed." But they got in an argument. I think that's kind of what stopped that when she got in an argument with the the guy who makes the costumes. I think that's what kind of messed it up. No, but that's the kind of thing that should have been asked. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's my point. You, if, that's my if, point. Right. Yeah. Any, that, any part, yes. 
any product liability lawsuit, you know, that you know, you go to sue somebody because you burned your hands on a on a uh, on a home cornballer machine and and you burn your fingertips on it. And the first thing lawyers should say is, did you use it properly? Well, I had to ignore it because that's an obvious thing, too. Otherwise, the show wouldn't have been as funny. It just and felt like it. a Jackie Childs <laughs> moment. That's all. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, again, again, you know, I mean, obviously, if this is real life, she probably wouldn't have made that mistake. But again, they're, they're moving a the story right. to have some funny why, moments why, and such. Why, why didn't he ask the question? So that the story could happen. Exactly. That's, that, yep. that's, that comes down to that. And I, I mean, for me personally, I tend to hold uh, things that are written entirely for comedic effect to a very different sort of standard story wise. Yeah, me too. Um, and it depends. Like, you know, if you're looking for, a, you know, for an actual drama, I tend to hold it a little higher, action a little less. Horror comedy, probably the least of all in terms or of Or a show that's supposed to be serious about lawyers. <laughs> right. Like if it was law and order. <laughs> right, right, right. But I also know there's enough terrible attorneys out there. Not that I'm saying Jennifer Walters, attorney at law, is a terrible lawyer. Uh, I'm sure you can find an awful lot of stories like this out there, especially for a client like this idiot that probably they want to put as little time and effort into the case as possible. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah, whether we're being apologists or not, it's you know, it is Jennifer Walters, so and she rules. So, so we'll we'll, we'll give her a mulligan. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's talk about that dude. Uh, the, what's his name? Toad Man or whatever? What, what frog Man. Frog. Yeah, frog. Leaf frog. Leaf frog. Sorry, Leaf Frog. Yeah. yeah now, Mike. Mike. Who is Man is somebody frog? else. Yeah. Leaf Frog is, is a shitty Marvel supervillain. Uh, so he, oh, so he's a bad guy, but in here they make him a good guy. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, again, can, can make he's him a not wannabe a good girl. guy. He's, well, a, he's a wannabe. He's a wannabe. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I like the, I love the fact that he is about, he is like going full 1966 Batman. He calls his his uh, goons oh, yeah. tadpoles. He has the leap uh, the leap pad. Uh, I'm sorry, the lily pad as his lair. You know, if he's got Frogger machines in the lily pad, if you look in the background, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a Frogger signal in the back there. Um, it, you know, he drives a green Porsche, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, he's just ridiculously over the top, uh, and, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, he's just so oblivious. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, this show, uh, with, because it is partly a comedy in a sense um they they make some of their characters a caricature uh meaning they act so ridiculously over the top and, and stupid that you know these type of people i've i fortunately i'm sure they exist but i fortunately haven't ever met in person um but here obviously they, they're more apt to appear than in real life because that's the point of the show is to show a lot of buffoons you know whether it's well, the guy I mean, that jumps also, out the window or, or whatever but I anyway mean, if you also if you also think about it though i mean this is a world now where there are superheroes you know oh, I, I just meant the the, the the weirdness the, the stupidity no, of the character well no but that's kind of my point is that 
yes, we now have superheroes, so people are going to try to get into it. They're going to try to get into the craze. You know, they're going to try to, you know, do their own thing. And so... Oh, like Jackass. I have no idea. But the thing is, is that um, he's just going to try to do it. He's going to try to do his own thing because there are other ones, so why can't he? I mean, if he has the money and he can get a super suit then well why not you know why why not try it as as ridiculous as it is why not try it because no one has tried it this way before and so and the thing is is that you get this guy who's obviously very rich and and let's face it he seems pretty rich and useless so he's just trying to do something i mean he's just trying to have fun with his life or something i don't know but the whole point is is that he's yeah, he's rich and well, useless. I think the most real unrealistic thing about the whole character and scene probably is why would the suit designer make a suit for a nobody in a boob like him but be a pain in the ass to She-Hulk? And the, I already know the answer. I already know the answer. It's because to make the story move along. And that's it, yes. For that and money and in the comics, he was an inventor and built his own suit. But then that there's no lawsuit, there's no kidnapping, none of that happens. Um, I just was looking it up just to, to verify. So he first appeared in Daredevil number 25, and he was created by Stan Lee, which goes to prove not everything Stan Lee did was brilliant. Um, but there are a lot of shitty villains from that era because, you know, they were writing like six books a month. And you can't come up with a brilliant new supervillain every single time. And a lot of them end up just being kind of jokes like we saw the porcupine a couple of episodes ago you know is another good example of that um but hey for every porcupine and leapfrog sometimes you get a scorpion or lizard or the vulture you know and it and it works out so but uh yeah i like the i like the way they use them here as a complete fool um as a foil um and hopefully we never have to see him again I thought he was awesome. I thought I thought he was going to have his own movie coming out, wasn't he? That would be eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. That's going to be one of those movies nobody is going to watch. Uh, I bet you Mike would. Mike I would yeah, probably. Oh, Mike totally would. I would, I would. I would too. Awesome. <laughs> I thought Leapfrog was hilarious. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I, I, I thought the character was good. But I, like, if they did Christopher Nolan's Leapfrog, I would have to see it just because I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to see it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I like. Okay, I want to see how they did this. How? How? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Now the question I have, and it has, it's completely out of left field, and has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Are She-Hulk's shoes spandex as well? Because won't they, what happened, or does she just walk barefoot? Because I haven't seen enough of her feet. Yeah, she walks barefoot. Yeah, so the shoes oh, just I think we've got a Tarantino destroyed. on our hands. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I was just curious. I just wanted to throw hey, it out. It's a, good que- it's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. But I, I do think it, it's simply related to the fact that she um, – just has disposable shoes because yeah, like when she did the she house smash, I swear she she just was barefoot 
So yeah. Well, we did see in, a, in an earlier episode, I think she ruined her shoes, and then in another episode, she took the shoes off before she t- transformed. So I'm guessing she does not have transformable shoes. Yeah, my guess too. Yep. Um, but that also, I think, was before she started getting the Jacobson outfits. So I don't know if he made her transformable shoes. Probably um, did. But but I don't know. I mean, like, what what shoes are you supposed to wear with uh, this, the the leotard? Or what, what or what shoes do you supposed to wear that will grow and not get destroyed versus spandex clothing? Because I don't think shoes are made of spandex. I mean, she could get those those ones that you you wear, you know, like surfers wear, where they or, or scuba divers wear, where they go they're like kind of clothy and they and they expand. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And they could but have yeah. Velcro, like in uh, you know that does themselves, like in uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry for that tangent. I just thought it was a, a funny one. No, um, but it's, a, it's a good example of, you know, there's just some things we are not meant to know. That is true. That is true. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. What else uh, do we have we missed and we want to talk about? Well, I mean, um, this, it, yeah, because, of, because of Toad, or sorry, I'm thinking wrong Marvel character, because of the frog guy. Um, you know, he's still, uh, the daredevil goes after him. Now this is now consider Okay. But bef- let me finish my thought first, but why was daredevil go? Oh, never mind. I think I remember now. Um, I was going to say, why was daredevil going after him? And that's because he kidnapped the, the, the designer. So yeah, that was, I was away. I'm back now, but you know, he calls <laughs> him up. He, he call he calls her up. Hey, I'm being attacked. So all of a sudden, you know, then, you know, we get the, the scene that Phil's been drooling over. You know, we see She-Hulk in her outfits, in her She-Hulk outfits. And, of course, she stops the car. And he's like, hey, man, this is my car. And, and me all completely forgetting the fact that there is a guy attacking him. But then, uh, so they start getting into a fight. And She-Hulk, and so he's kind of, hey, I can take on She-Hulk. And he doesn't. Um, <clears throat> She-Hulk clearly wins that that battle, I think. And, uh, but the thing is, is that they, it's very, I like the fact though, that they quickly realize, okay, we're not, why are we fighting against each other? This is why I'm after the guy, you know? And so that little fight scene was good. That little fight scene was actually, there's humor in that fight scene. And, you know, it was funny because Daredevil, I think was a little surprised on how well, she handled herself but then they team up and of course the the whole arguing back and forth because you got one guy who's used to working by himself and you get she hulk saying well why can't i do this why can't i do that well you stay here you're inexperienced i'm a hulk what are you talking about type of thing it was that was it was very fun i i really enjoyed that well, and well Kevin, actually, you made Kevin made a good point before you 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 answer. I have to add this one point, which is Daredevil questioning She-Hulk. It should have been the other way around. She-Hulk is She-Hulk. Daredevil is just a guy. Well, She-Hulk though is not an experienced <laughs> superhero. Daredevil is, so it made sense that he would say, "I know what I'm doing," because that's because he because he has because we've seen. He has been doing it. He has been doing the superhero thing for quite a few years. And so 
you know, for so now, and this is obviously her first time out being the superhero. She doesn't, you know, I mean, she does not know what she's doing, not because she's bad. It's just because she's, this is, you know, her first time out. So Daredevil's pretty much kind of talking to her like, okay, you've never done this before. You know, you're going to have to follow my lead and she's not having it, but you know, it, but I mean, he, but at the same time, Daredevil kind of forgets that this is a Hulk. She's in pen, her skin is impenetrable and she's a Hulk. She's very, very strong. So yeah, use, use your asset here. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, if she's facing, but she is humans and an incompetent person in a suit of armorish thing, um, she's not going to be beaten because I, I love the, uh, the moment when they're in attacking the, uh, the, the lily pad and the guy hits her with a baseball <laughs> bat and she just says something like, it's sad that you thought that would work. Uh, yeah. I'm insulted that you thought that would work because daredevil has superhuman abilities, but he's not super strong. And he fundamentally comes down to he's good at martial arts and he can hit you really hard with a billy club that is going to do nothing to She-Hulk. So if there was a fight, say, between Daredevil and She-Hulk, eventually She-Hulk would win by virtue of the fact that all she has to do is connect once. And she's awesome. And and Daredevil could do nothing unless he, like, somehow gets access to some super technology, uh, some Stark technology super weapon. Uh, and the same thing, she could easily have gone into that... Uh, that that hideaway and beating the crap out of everybody. I, I think fundamentally where, where inexperience would come in and this would require realism on the part of a superhero battle, which we don't really expect is that, you know, she could end up hurting somebody that she's not intending to collateral damage, destroying something that's, you know, might be vital evidence and all the rest where maybe daredevil could say he's more experienced and he won't make those kind of mistakes. Uh, but again, made the, the comment about it too, right? When she was, she was about destroying property, right? In the yeah. episode, yeah, that that was one of the things that bugged me about the episode is she was just full on destroying stuff like people's cars and the whole parking deck. And yeah. I understand she's a Hulk, but she's also a lawyer. I mean, <laughs> well, in fairness, like the the, I mean, the one car she damages, uh, she does damage the car. Uh, the first one is the is uh, is leapfrogs. We know that he's filthy rich so who cares um daddy will, will pay for a new one but yeah the damage she does to the parking garage and the other me cars. She, yeah and she the grabs cars. the car there and throws it <laughs> right now i do wonder and this is a i'm sure this is a thing that's going to go that if that if they wanted to like i said we've had superheroes for a while in the mcu uh for for at least 15 years so I'm sure there's some laws that cover that. Like who's responsible? Like, you know, if you're if you're She-Hulk and or Spider-Man or someone, if there's a superhero battle and a car ends up getting destroyed, who pays for that? Is that covered by insurance? Is the supervillain on the hook for that? You well, know, did uh, I hear did I hear correctly in this that the accords of Sokovia are gone now? Those yes, gone? yes. 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 Okay, I thought I heard that. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty big deal. For, for for if for some weird reason you're like Phil and you have no idea what that's about, it was a uh it's the thing that started that was from Captain America Civil War where there were innocents hurt in a superhero fight, and so the government tries to basically register this this the superheroes and take control of superheroes so they can monitor their activity. 
And that's what causes a split between the heroes is whether they think that's a good idea or a bad idea. Um, but anyway, they decide to get rid of that because it's no longer necessary for the overall story in the universe. And if there's, there's problems, you can just answer. use Holloway to get to hire, do you have book representer or something? Right, in terms of for the, can, the damage? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what she's doing for others, right? So she should be able to do the same for her. There you go. There you go. And I can't really comment because, like Mike said, for some reason that someone like Phil wouldn't know. And I can't comment. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but in the context of the scene, it was just – it was – funny that daredevil brought that up yeah well he's a lawyer so yep no and and i felt barrett you were right about the the uh destruction uh it was a little out of place i felt um because like you said yeah she you know she's a superhero so she would she and and she's a lawyer and the type of human being that she supposedly seems to be she would be a little more apt not to um, be destructive. However, maybe she's was in the moment. Yeah, and that's possible too. Because oh, that's that's could, very possible. She could lose some control. I mean, she we see it at the end of the episode, so we know oh, she yeah. can lose control. <laughs> yes, yes, we can. That is true. Yeah, yeah she she definitely. Well, she's still just a person like the rest of us, even if she well, is a superhero. She, I mean, she lost her temper. Well, I, I actually, I mean, even before going into all that, uh, you know, they, they, they win the day. They save the guy, the 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 designer, and the, because of that, the designer decides, okay, yeah, all right, I'll I'll be, you know, you can be my client again because, and you can tell he was a little reluctant, but he's also thinking, you know, he she really did save me, so okay, fine, I'll I'll you know. I'll work. I'll, I'll work for you again. You know, and then she's like, I, I like her. Uh, her remark was, uh, you know, thanks for. I can't remember her exact words, but like, thank you for being like an, you know, the awkward relationship or something like that. But um, and then at the but then after all that, they the next morning after you know Daredevil walks away, she sits there. She says, hey, "Everything should be good now." And it's like. What? What, what do you? We saw it, a couple it, minutes left. Right. Well, that's a, a very Ferris Bueller moment, right? What yes, are you still very doing much here? so. <laughs> yeah. And so then she's like, "Oh, I guess we'll just have to roll with it." And Mike, um, Mike so, oh, I was just going to say, since Mike brought it up, if he could explain the Ferris Bueller moment for people who aren't familiar with what what he meant. One of the one of the first post-credit sequences, I don't know if it's the first, but it's an early one, was from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And at the end of the movie, Matthew Broderick, uh, the, 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 the credits finish running. It's a shot on the hallway outside of uh, Ferris Bueller's bedroom. Matthew Broderick walks out and says, oh, hey, you're still here? Movie's over. Go home. And like, shoes the audience away. And the same kind of thing here. So it's, hey. What, you know, where she all comes out and says, oh, hey, what are you still doing here? The, the show the show's over, isn't it? And then then she starts pondering as to what exactly is going on. Um, and she's ponders, is, you know, could there be another 
oh, is maybe there's another Hulk, but this one is red, which of course is referencing yeah. the Red Hulk that we've talked about. And then uh, another was uh, maybe I'm going to get fridged, which I thought, which is weird, funny, and dark because fridging is a, a, a basically a storytelling technique that has received some criticism, where a character is introduced only so that they could be killed off. It's mostly received criticism because it's usually oh, yes. the girlfriend. And it was related to comics too originally. It was related, right? It comes from. It's called uh, Fridge. It's called Fridged. Yeah, Fridge Girl. Right. It's called Fridge Girl. I think Fridge. Uh. It's saying someone gets fridged because uh, in the nineties, uh, when they had brought in a new Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, for the first couple of issues, he had a girlfriend, um, and they basically barely introduced the girlfriend, only to have him murdered by the supervillain and her body stuffed in a refrigerator. And the idea is that the only reason the character existed was to get killed and motivate the hero. You know, you could kind of say, like, maybe Batman's parents are sort of an example of fridging, except they barely even existed as characters right before they're killed off. I I, I object to ideas like this just because it makes writing into such a technical thing rather than a... um, creative thing where this character exists you create them and then this is what happens to them you're saying that they've planned that all along which isn't necessarily the case well when this was only like just in this case, it was, when this was only like four issues into the that, that run of the comics yeah it was pretty much planned all along that was the reason the character was there um but and you can come up with especially in superheroes where it's like oh we need to have a tragic story for this character and so you're just going to create a character for the sole purposes of getting them killed off. Well, that is a motivational technique for a whole lot of characters throughout history. Right. And because and because unfortunately and most <laughs> and because most characters in leads, especially in comics, were male, it was not unusual for the one that gets iced to be female. Um and so I understand why people maybe object to it and it goes to that whole, you know, lacking of good of proper respect to writing female characters and I, I don't want to get into it i think there's some cases where they make a good point and other cases where they don't i think in the case of the kyle rayner getting the girlfriend stuck in the refrigerator i thought that was cheap at the time um and before the term had obviously caught on um i wasn't thinking from a feminist point of view i was just thinking of it from lazy storytelling point of view you know to attempt to be an out way going out of their way to be deliberately shocking uh but the point is that she hulk is saying am i going to get fridged the idea that she was suddenly going to get murdered to be the motivating factor in somebody else's story is kind of <laughs> is kind of funny it's really funny and, and mike mike at what moment was that set did she say that in in this episode for folks but who, she who said, missed it she said that when she's talking about um trying to figure out why the episode is continuing when you mean when she was on stage no, before that, no. it's it's like before she that. was she was sitting on the couch and her friend is in the apartment and she's like, "All right, are you ready to go to your gala?" Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like, "Wait a minute, should yeah, should yeah. we start like the gala?" And then I think she even said, "Shouldn't we start the gala in the next episode? Why is right, right, why are right. we still doing this? This is a weird time to. Uh, this is kind of like the time you would end the episode. Why are why are we still? Right. Oh, you know, and that's when she mentioned fridging." Right, right. right. So, and, am, and, I, am I going to get fridged? Right, right. So, and so she folks who, it without concern. So, for folks who, who <laughs> like, like, right, right. Well, it is, it is She-Hulk, so she, fair point. But uh, so, yeah, for folks like myself or Mike who, who understood the the woman in refrigerators joke 
quote unquote joke or, or concern if you prefer, depending on your perspective. Um, yeah, that, that I guess is one of those things, uh, that predates, uh, certain things about men writing women or the male gaze or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you, Mike, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, and whether it has any val validation or if it's an overreaction by, um, the person who coined the phrase, who I won't bother naming her name either. People can just go look it up. Um, that, that is, is, I guess it depends on, on your perspective. So, yeah. Thanks for educating me because I had never heard that before. So, I haven't either. It's one of those things where all of a sudden you hear it and it's like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This, this is actually the first time I, I I've seen it referenced actually uh, as a as an in joke. Um, I, I, the only time I ever heard it one was was in some article I read and I looked it up, and and um, it was just a curiosity. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so you could count that as an Easter egg, I guess. I would call yeah. that an, an Easter egg in a sense. Um, yeah, what else did uh, folks want to uh, talk about? I just liked seeing Daredevil fight. It, it's been a long time since the show has been on, and it was fun to see that. So I I wasn't waiting for Daredevil to be in the show, but it really uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't seen daredevil if you're interested in these i don't know why but if you're you're, you're watching hulk and you haven't watched daredevil i would suggest giving the show a try it's definitely a dark show um and it probably is still the best superhero show that's been done uh especially it's consistently you know i think like jessica jones season one was really good and then two and three were not so great um one of the things i got a kick out of in this was there was a is daredevil was uh, became a, 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 a had his moment of meme worthiness from I think it was might have been the first episode was the hallway fight and if you just look up YouTube hallway fight Daredevil uh, you'll you'll see it was a phenomenal fight especially for television and it sort of became a thing on the show almost a running joke so the idea that they have the uh, the shot in the show where Daredevil's in the hallway he's about ready to face off against the goons and then she'll gets the She-Hulk smash thing where she just kind of drops in. That was awesome. And and and, and takes the piss out of that uh, for all the Daredevil fans who are like, oh yeah, Daredevil's going to beat shit out of criminals in the hallway again. And it's like, nope, She-Hulk she smash. They got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, her not being there, I knew something like that was probably going to happen. Um, obviously, it, it was, like you said, Mike, why they did it you know, it was, it was what it was. Um, but also just as a story plot, well, no matter what reason it was done that way, it was just an awesome scene, you know, because boom, yeah. has, she comes in and goes, yeah, that was, that was the best. And then she says, she hoax smash, which is like my new coin phrase. Like, like, like I'll be back. Well, it I hasn't caught on yet. It hasn't caught on, but, but for me, it's caught on. I'll be saying it and people will look at me like, what are you talking about? I've never heard this. I think she was saying it kind of ironically, but. She hoax smash. Well, I think, yeah, but she has that ironic, like, you know, wise ass remark, you know? Yeah. 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 It was awesome. The best thing ever. I'll be saying that for, for days. Well, maybe weeks. Maybe See, Amber, that's already your catchphrase. That is my catchphrase. You were right. <laughs> you were right. How about yeah. Phil smash? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna go with She-Hulk Smash. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta just, use no, no, Bill Smash. Culture. We could be confused with with Hulk Smash. 
<laughs> there you because go. There you then go. he's just copying She-Hulk. <laughs> right, right. There you go. That is a fair point. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just say She-Hulk smash every so often when it comes up. I haven't had a, a moment to use it yet, but I, I got. How, gotta... how often do you have the need to say smash unless it's a bug? All eight well, hours of my work day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Barrett is correct. Barrett is correct. I, I can concur. I can concur. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. I know gotta... that's going to go well at the at the at the meetings. Thank, thank God you, you brought that up, Barrett. Now I, I gotta I gotta email myself at work so so I can remember to do something. <laughs> Jesus. I always do a good deed every day. Yes. Just one. Yes, this one. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Um. What else do we want to talk about? And uh, or we can keep on talking about the She Hulk smash because I was well. well I mean, we can that up at the end, right? Oh well, yeah, before, big time. Can we get to Mr. Phelps for a moment? Uh, Todd. Uh. So Todd Phelps is the 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 loser guy that dated her for a minute and a half. Yep, um, yep. So this is like the fourth or fifth fifth episode now he's been in uh, after the dating episode. And um, if you remember, he asked, like, could your skin be cut by by vibranium? And which is the, the metal from Wakanda. And in this episode, he's boasting to her about having bought a, a million dollar like a sphere sphere from. Right. Yeah, Wakanda. So I'm assuming that the spear is vibranium. I'm assuming we're going to be seeing that in the next episode, and I'm assuming that it's going to be used to cut She-Hulk and finally and 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 or being used by a villain or someone. I don't know who Todd Phelps is going to end up being in reality. If he's just going to be a creation of the series, if he's going to turn out to be a supervillain with, you know, a, a familiar alias, or if he's working for someone. But I'm sure that this was not just thrown in there. Right. Do you call it a a uh, Chekhov's Phelps? Right. This is this is leading up to something in the next episode. A Chekhov's Phelps. A Chekhov's Wakanda. A Chekhov's. Hello. Can you hear me? Anyone hear I me? I can hear you. I can hear yep. you. Yeah, Mike. Can you hear me? Mike lost us. He can't hear anybody. Bamba. All right. Well, <laughs> what I was saying, Mike, was it was a Chekhov's Phelps. Or Chekhov's Wakanda? Spear. Chekhov's Spear. Chekhov's Spear? What would you call it, Mike? What type of Chekhov? I think we lost Mike again. There you go. Now? Now we hear you, Mike. Can you hear us? There you go. I would go with Chekhov's Wakanda and Vibranium Spear. Spear. Not Spear. Spear. That works. That works. Excellent. And, and I'll probably not cut that out because... Why not? Leave it in. It was only 20 seconds, and I don't have to waste time editing. Anyway, um, yeah, so I would concur, Mike, that, that yeah, that, why else would they have just thrown this random scene in? Obviously, it was to have some humor and stuff, but I think it was more just to have some humor. It had to do with, with uh, setting up something, uh, if not in this episode, obviously, because it wasn't uh, most likely the finale. Well, and they keep bringing the character back. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He's been at least three times, if not four. I think three. But yeah. Um, let's see. So we do now have our new villain. Um, 
there it is a running joke online uh, because some folks have noticed that the villain it, it looks and sounds just like a YouTube channel that does pop culture um, uh, that kind of um, gives commentary on um, superhero shows and uh, Star Wars and all that stuff. I, I forget the name of it, honestly. I, I can't bring it up because I, I don't remember. But um, another podcast I, I watch um, on YouTube uh, brought it up and he showed it and and, ta- and they, the guy live as he was uh, talking about it, the guy that it kind of reminds people of uh, posted uh, his own episode talking about how he was referenced uh, without actually being named in She-Hulk. And the joke is, is that the villain is a YouTube, YouTube troll, I guess, is the joke online. Um, and may, maybe, I mean, again, they, they prepared, She-Hulk is prepared before it even appeared on the air where they were talking about social media and this will give us, you know, having uh, longer on gives us plot armor for the week and thing and then stuff like that. So they, they've prepared. So may, maybe it was intentional. What do you guys think? What do you think, Mike? Anyone? Oh, I think if you look, if you've been paying attention to the show, it has been pissing on internet trolls the entire time. Um, and depending on your definition of internet trolls, because we could argue that this podcaster isn't a troll. Again, I have never seen a show, but it seems like people like him. But I just wanted to bring that up to at least to be fair. Uh, go no, Continue, Mike. Yeah, so it's it's the 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 podcaster's name is Doomcock. Oh, all right. Um, so you're familiar with him. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've seen him before, and I've I've basically made sure I've never seen him again. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I have no problem calling him an internet troll. Um, so at, at least in some of the stuff I've seen, I'm sure like any other human being, he has his good points and his bad points, but mostly what I saw was just, you know, a guy who likes to be a rampaging idiot. Um, but yeah, it's definitely modeled almost certainly it's uh, unmistakably after him. And let's be honest, a guy doesn't choose the name Doomcock, uh, as their, as their YouTube handle for no particular reason. Yeah. All right. All right. And again, I haven't seen a show, so I, I can only take your word, uh, at least in your opinion. Well, you know, some of the other people that I don't know personally, but I watch their podcast say that he's good. Uh, what I saw, it didn't appeal to me because he wears a mask and he has that distorted voice. So it's like that's kind of just annoying that I probably wouldn't enjoy it anyway. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if if that was intentional to be quote unquote doom cock. Um, and then they just, you know, change it up a bit and make a villain. But, uh, like you said, Mike, um, that, yeah, the, the whole, whole time they, they've prepped themselves to be, um, I guess, well, he, po- he, prepared. he kind of posits himself as a super villain, you know, hence the, the costume and the voice and the rest of it. But yeah, I, I just yeah. didn't find his particularly insightful or worth watching. If somebody sure, else sure. likes the guy, fine, go ahead. Yeah. But uh... so, so what do you guys? So, Mike or anybody, actually, Kevin, Sean, Barrett, what what do you guys think? Do you think this is the real villain and and will take over for over on top of Titania and any of the other? I think she's part of it still. 
Yeah, I I can't I can't think that I mean I can't accept right now that or no let, let me put it this way I'm pretty sure Titania has something to do with it, um, you know because every time we've seen Titania she's always been a thorn in her side, and the last time we saw her she uh, she Hulk made a, a pretty big fool out of her. And so I'm sure these people are going to try to recruit her uh, to do something. But uh, it's it's something that kind of bugged me, though, is that when they showed like when they had everything up, when they did the the photos and all that up on the screen, you know, and she's a slut. It's like, well, you know, you 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 had to sleep with her in order to do that. So you're kind of the slut, too, you know, but hey, that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about you, Sean? What do you think? Uh, <clears throat> I think Titania is still part of this somehow. Uh, as had been suggested before, that guy, Todd, was very um, similar to one of the wreckers, the wrecking crew. Um, so maybe it's still part of a bigger thing. Um I guess we'll just have to see. That's just kind of what I was thinking. All right. What about you, Bert? Ask that question again. Sorry, my brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you think this guy? No, that's fine, Barrett. No, I mean, there's a lot, lot of stuff to digest. From we've been jumping around. Um, do you think uh, this is the real big villain now, or and? Him and him alone, or do you think Titania still has something to do with it, or if Titania will just be like a, a a third point on a triangle and not actually part of this villain's mastermind? What, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Again, we're, we're going to talk about all this next week when when we discuss the fin- season finale. But uh, your thoughts in advance? Yeah, I think Titania is involved. I think it's all one big thing. Uh, they're all working together to mess with She Hulk. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, it's. I'll be surprised if it's not a bigger thing. If there's a bunch of different enemies, it's possible. But I think they're all going to be linked somehow. Yeah. What about you, Mike? I don't know about Titania. Um, they haven't developed her a lot as a character, but this doesn't feel like a thing she'd be involved in. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked because, again, how much do we really know about her? Um, the 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 internet speculation and this this is the the leader the leader did run an organization called was part of an organization in the comics called Intelligentsia so uh they're laying that down plus he's been revealed as the villain of or one of the villains in Captain America four so he's coming back so why not reintroduce him to the universe um I'll be curious to see if they do something in this episode which Marvel usually doesn't do like to, as a, like a cliffhanger episode to start to, to announce a second season of She-Hulk or if they're going to have the plot line wrapped up and just have like a little teaser at the end, which is more their style. Um, But yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't, maybe we'll just find out that it's Todd all along and it's, and all it is, you know, is, is, and again, they're, they're mocking these um keyboard jockeys, right? Uh, and have been for for many episodes now. It would also just be fitting for to reveal it some, you know, loser in a uh, in a chair with Cheeto fingers. 
banging away on his keyboard that's not really worth the attention that he's getting um, that would be that would be funny <laughs> and and that would work just as well right it is that build it up to be some dumbass you know and you know everyone's expecting it to be like the leader or modok or dr doom or titania or whomever uh so i really don't know i don't know how they're going to be able to wrap up the whole thing in 30 minutes or 35 minutes however long next week's episode ends up being uh and I'd be curious to see. I don't, they haven't announced anything as far as I know about a second season of Sea Hulk. It sounds to me like the the ratings have been fine, um, and it's it's been relatively well accepted. I understand there's some controversy among people who are just trying to stir shit up for stupid reasons, as well as some people that it's just not going to work for because you know humor is very very subjective, um, and that's fine too. But I think overall the vibe has been positive, uh, and it's appealing to the people it's intended to appeal to so uh they may end up just doing something that like was revealing you know the grand architect is a as going to be the uh the big bad for a second season so i could see them going any number of directions with this but i'll I'll just take what they give me sure sure um now let's see uh what other things people have on their uh, list that they may have written down that they wanted to bring up that we haven't brought up yet. Anything? I'm pretty good. Same. I mean, yeah, she loses control. I mean, she she kind of goes full Hulk in that scene. She loses control, and you know, all of a sudden, she's got all of these these you know red lot red dots pointing at her, and that's kind of when she realizes, oh, I have to tone this down a bit. And and I'm just kind of wondering what kind of weapons are they pointing at her because it, it's obvious that it's kind of hard to penetrate that skin of her. So it may, makes you wonder what does she know that they have something that that can get her or not? Because some of those weapons did not look like normal guns either. I felt like they were sonic weapons because that's what works on Hulk, wasn't it? Yeah, they looked like it to me too. That's what they yeah. used in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think we didn't really touched on it, but th- this is the whole point of right the everything that's been going is that they were basically slut shaming She Hulk and framing her. And um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. The rage, the rage seemed fine to me. Uh, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, I was going to ask. Justified. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think her anger that she's shown the number of times that. She's been She-Hulk, has been, uh, um, obviously over the top, but not anything that would be considered abnormal or because she has the regular Hulk she uh, rage. It's 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 felt like it's just normal human anger that some people have that may go a little too far, but I don't think it has anything to do with her being a hulk because again um she unlike her her cousin can basically be jen in a sense as as she hulk so yeah i i didn't i i'm I'm right there with you mike I, i didn't find it as like her losing control because she was a hulk but just losing control because she was pissed yep that's how i felt well but i think given the show and where it's coming from right the 
the show uh, has, has always been as has been talked about the sometimes the, the double standards that women face right and so here you have a woman who's being criticized for losing her temper in public or being angry and you know that in a way that maybe men wouldn't necessarily and women are, are generally more likely to be criticized for being emotional than men would be um, no, like if uh, we'll talk, that well, type of behavior would probably be big news no matter who did it, I would think. Right, but That's I but I also understand but 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 women in general will, will feel that way and they will identify with it. And in this case it's an exaggerated sense of what it is. And I'll also point out that, you know, like you know, people love the Hulk and you know, that the Hulk was a rage monster. So whatever. Um I, I don't I I not saying it's an entirely fair point, but also the slut shaming is a thing where, you know, people laugh at Daredevil doing the, 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 the walk of shame. Um, and again, it's a different, different standard where a woman can is a slut, but a man is just, you know, just being, well, and you know, it's funny. I, I, I read that too, about the, 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 whatever walk, um, where, the, what it was in some article I read was, was, you know, when a woman wakes up in the middle of the night, she doesn't put on her shoes and she walks out without her shoes. Now, I don't know where people get these over the, and I'm going to say it over the top um, ideas because I, I mean, obviously there is double standards between genders and race and all this other stuff and whatever. But I, I mean, when I was watching things like this, I, I didn't see that at all. And when I've seen women in movies walk out with out putting on their shoes, it's usually because they don't want to wake up the guy. You know, so I, 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 I it's a very, it's a, it's a very, very old phrase, Phil. It's not anything new. Okay. Well, this is the first time I ever heard about it. Um, so, so you can say it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's an old phrase, it's, but it's not, not for me, you know? Well, you've never uh, done the walk, I'm guessing. So, uh, well, I, I, first of all, <laughs> I don't even know what the, this walk is. Again, you don't know what the with, walk of shame is? No, no, no. When, when someone wakes up in the middle of the night to, without letting their person they're sleeping with know they're leaving. I, it's it makes not sense. the middle of the night. It's the next morning. Or okay. Just anytime it's afterwards. So, so, the, the, so what, 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 it, I don't get this thing about whether they put shoes on or not. I mean, what, 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 what does that mean? It, it's just, it's not the shoes, Phil. It's just that it's a, it, it's, it's not about the shoes. You're <laughs> focusing on the wrong thing. It's but, the idea what, that the woman had a. It's the idea that the woman has a one night stand, okay, and it's kind of it's like kind of sneaking her way home in her in her evening gown first thing in the morning, or her little black dress or whatever she wore to the party the night before. Yeah, you, you, just 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 go 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 Google it somewhere. Welcome yeah, but shade. but even like, Elizabeth Banks uh, had that movie where she plays a, a woman that's in a, a cocktail dress in the middle of the day in the the slums, you know, because she she got stuck there or whatever. I, you, you know anybody? Buddy, I mean, I, I've yeah. I guess I, I guess I've w- w- had the walk of shame then. I guess because I've gotten up in the, in the morning where where I'm, I have a tie and and dress shoes and cockies and a button down shirt. It's that, not that about what you're wearing. It's wearing failure, folks. It's about the fact that you're leaving in shame because it's someone you hooked up with that maybe might not be the greatest person to hook up with, but you were drunk the night before and went home with them. Oh yeah, but that's everybody, right? I mean, everybody, whether you're a man not or a woman. You, no, no, that, not that's what I, I don't mean you specifically. I'm just saying everybody, meaning in in movies where or jokes where they say, uh, "I woke up 
you know, I went to bed with with uh, Cary Grant or Marilyn Monroe, and when I woke up, it, it was. But typically, it's a male thing to say it. It's a male thing to say it, typically. I'm not saying that, like, if you looked up the definition now, I'm sure it says anyone. But it was typically, back in the day, a male thing to say something like that. All right. Well, either way, if if that's what they were trying to show here or flip it or whatever, I mean, that shit all went over my head because I, I'm not looking, uh, I guess, like you it didn't might, really uh, flip or it, you, Barrett. Well, well, who, well, however you guys are, are, are looking at at this show, I, I, I haven't been looking at it through that lens, whether or not the showrunner and writers and directors are intentionally uh, making a, a I'm not looking point. at it through that lens. I just I understood what they were saying. And okay. it was like it wasn't like they were she wasn't offended by it. They were leaning into it. Yeah, okay. All right. See, I I, so, I just didn't get it. I, I maybe maybe I'm, I'm Because the women are more generally maybe, speaking, maybe. women are more likely to feel shame after and made and they would argue made to feel that way because of society norms and cultures than most no, no, men were. Daredevil is Daredevil's walking out whistling. Yeah, he's happy. As, and, as opposed to trying to avoid being noticed. Right. So I think that's, again, it's going back to double standards. So this is a double standard. The whole idea they're holding this double standard over her head, you know, during this uh, faux award ceremony. Um, right. Well, well, if, if, if I look at you, I don't want to speak for you, Kevin, but I assume you, you would agree. So I'm going to, I'm going to pretend I'm, I'm quoting what Kevin would, or I would think what Kevin would think, which, and, and I wouldn't disagree, which is, Anybody who who does that quote unquote one night stand and, and then walks out, technically, if a certain perspective, you could you should you could be it is shameful. It depends on your perspective. So whether it's a guy or a girl, but I know it's obviously different because a guy it's like you know, they're supposed to bang as many women as they want, ha ha ha, and all that crap. So that's a fair point. But um, I yeah, I, I mean, I I, I don't know, I. I just, I, I just avoid this gender crap and 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 racist and bigot crap and that but references that's, that's, that you that's, know that's just, a that's a large portion of this show, Phil. Well, well, well if you, you want to make it as you it's okay it to ignore no, it. No, 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 Phil. It's not what I want to make it as. It is, yeah, it no, is a I large to, part of the show. I have to disagree because no, Phil, it's, it's, you it's can, literally it's, what they're no, Phil. It's what they're writing into the show. Whether you want to look at it or not, that's what they are putting into the show. Well, that we've had discussions many times on podcasts all of us where we've discussed that you could just take it as face value and enjoy it as a movie or you could go in and and listen to whether it's symbolism or blatant statements from characters in the movie and and look at it as a political statement or a gender statement or whatever um so I'm going to go with with the point that that we've talked about before, which is you could just look at it at face value and and not even have to see any of this. You, and I, no, I haven't seen any you, of it. You, you don't have to see it, but it's there. I well, promise you. They're, I, 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 they're putting it in there. I'm saying you. They're, they're, I promise you, they're putting it in there deliberately. This is not right. a thing of people seeing what they want to see. And okay. it's a valid thing to discuss too, because it is in there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, all right. I guess you're right. You're right. Uh, absolutely. And, and we're not being, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or wise. So I'm, ser- I'm serious when I no, say No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, all right. So, so yeah, so they're, they're 
you, you know, again, though, if I didn't read those articles about the walk of shame and stuff about the, because, you know, after I watch each episode, I like going and reading reviews and stuff and recaps and all that to see if I missed anything and the, the Easter eggs and all that, you know, one of the articles mentioned the walk of shame and stuff. And it, it didn't even occur to me. And if I had never read the article, I wouldn't even noticed it. So that, that's where, where I'm coming from, I guess. And, and Kevin, I would, I apologize if, if I spoke out of turn by saying that's how you would have thought. Uh, I mean, for me, it's the whole thing about the walk. It's, I mean, and my thought is it kind of depends how you are afterwards. Is it, you know, are are you trying, is it, is it a shame? Like, I mean, a guy can do the walk of shame. They, I think somebody mentioned it earlier, like they got drunk, they slept, you know, they got hooked up with a girl and they wake up the next morning. They thought, oh my goodness. They had what? to chew their arm off. Would they, what the heck did I just do? You know, because this is the type of person I wouldn't even want to be seen with, let alone have sex with. So, I mean, you can kind of have that type of walk of shame or, you know, kind of the sneaking out. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I've never been through this, thankfully. So, um, I, I whatever. I, I I really it, it's just one of those things that I just don't I've never like I said I've never experienced but I I remember even this is one of those things like those odd things I remember if, from high school where man my my teacher a guy was saying you know we live in a society where a guy can sleep with a whole bunch of women and he's called a stud a woman can sleep with a whole bunch of guys and she's called a slut. Um, yeah, and it's and I and like I said, I had a tough time when they called her a slut on the show because you gotta realize for her to be quote a quote unquote a slut, you had to have a guy sleep with her. And so you had a guy who's part of this organization sleep with her and then say she's a slut. It's like, well, what does that say about you? Right. But but the thing is though, is that that's not it, it's but at the same time though that's not the point to this to, to what they were trying to do they were just trying to shame her and you know they just said oh she's a slut and but i mean at the same time the emotions were running high so people were not going to be thinking oh wait a minute you know that they, they weren't going to be thinking logically they're going to be like hey what the heck is going on here? So, I mean, you got that too. And that's kind of what they're relying on is the, the emotion part of it. Yeah. She did exactly what they wanted her to do. Right. In the, in the end. And what they did was horrible. You know, it's like revenge porn, basically. Um, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's definitely problematic as far as what they did to her. I also, yeah. I, I don't, we didn't even actually talk about the, the award ceremony, which I found funny. Yes. It's not oh, even just yeah. one woman getting the award. It was a well, whole bunch of them. <laughs> well, because it's, it's because it is one of those, speaking of gender <laughs> politics, it is one of those on the flip side, those we're going to just pick everybody who belongs to whatever the, the oppressed group is. 
and give everybody a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. You deserve an award just because you're a woman who's a lawyer. And by the way, we're going to go around and ask you, what does it mean to be a woman lawyer after we give you the award? And 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 they realize after they all get the award that it's a it's it's meaningless. And you know what's it like being a woman lawyer? The one one of them says, <laughs> "Well, I really I, I, I didn't get that either." Like that. Yeah, actually, well, I like that. I, I like that answer. Is well, yeah, you know, because everybody asks me what it's like to be a woman lawyer. That's what it's like to be a woman lawyer because you got people asking me all the time. But but right, the, I, the I, same I, as if you get you keep getting them highlighting. Oh, and this episode was directed. By a woman, and it's like they they shout it out every time, and they feel the need to highlight the fact that there's something special about. And by the way, someone wants to point out that yes, the ninety to the nine to one disparity uh, of women versus male directors. I understand that, but yeah, that is that's another thing. It's like they keep having to point it out, and they keep having to ask what's. It like? Well, they don't have to point it out, but they, but people like pointing out. They, there's there's certain people in the media that just point these things out continuously and and i'm not i'm 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 guilty of it too Uh, i i you know when when i post episodes up on on uh, i tag woman director or woman writer and and you know when we've had our top 10 best horror films of the year uh you know we not only do i we notice you know what one's a foreign language and what countries they come from and and the genre but but we also say this is a woman director or a woman writer so i'm sure you've also seen i have people who say oh you know, come on, we should go support this. It's, a, it's a, you know, a woman director. We should support a woman writer. We support, I, you know, I support whoever, and it's it be good or bad. I'll criticize them or I'll I'll like them, woman or man. But they'll they'll turn around and say, well, it's easy for you to say that because you're a dude, and you know, you've always had writers as directors as women. It's as men rather. It's like okay, fine, but sometimes they end up supporting things that are terrible just because a woman wrote it or a woman directed right. it and starred in it. Yep. You know, it's sort of just because, oh, look, why why did this thing fail? It has a strong woman character because it was a shitty film that had a strong woman character in it. You know, it's just, you know, you can have shitty films with strong male characters in it, too. Um, make a good movie with a strong female character and maybe people will enjoy that. And we've seen like. Like something like Alien, Aliens, Terminator 2, really good movies that happen to have strong female characters and strong female characters may have been extra icing on top of the cake, but it was a fundamental, those are fundamentally sound, strong films. It wasn't expected to be approved and liked and, and win acceptance simply because had a strong female character at the center. Now uh, about this scene here, I, I felt it was weird about the participation trophy because I thought, the point of the gala was all those women were being celebrated for whatever reason they were they were invited. So there wasn't like first place award versus tenth place award. They all had trophies. I thought it was yeah, but I thought it was trophies for all of them. As in you know like when you have a, an event and you know ten people are, are the guests is honor and they're all going to be given an award or a trophy but look none at of the them were on... told she had no idea that everybody right, look at the look on her face she wasn't expecting to be sharing the award with with six or seven other women right gotcha uh, yeah all right yeah well and again i think that was the problem of, of the whole scene was they out of the blue they said hey you're going to a gala and it's like if they had talked about the gala earlier and she got the they showed the notice that you were we want to give you an award and then, I, when was that? I think last week's episode. 
All right. See, I, I, it was a it was a throwaway scene, and, and I, I completely forgot. That. And and but, the whole but, thing with the dress at the beginning of the episode that was for the gala. Yeah. All right. I I, I, I guess I, I didn't I didn't really pay attention. I, I thought they were just throwaway scenes, but I guess I missed it. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, what other things uh, did we want to talk about? I'm good on my end. Yeah, Thank same you. here. Me too. Mike, what about you, Mike and Kevin? I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right, sounds good. So, uh, uh, let me see here. So, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on the episode. Um, so let's do that. Uh, let's start with you, Mike. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I think just having the the action again was really good. Having the 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 appearances by Daredevil and Lee Prague were fun. Bringing back uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. The fashion designer was 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 a fun character. Uh, in small amounts, but he was fun. Um, and it really finally gave a payoff to what they've been building up towards all season uh, with the intelligentsia. And so I appreciated that. So overall it was a fun episode. It was good. I liked it. Maybe the best episode of the season. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Barrett. I love this episode. I really was excited to see Daredevil, um, but I loved seeing She-Hulk do her thing. And um Looking forward to see what happens in the last episode, and I'm hoping there's a season two. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'm not really that familiar with the the Daredevil character much at all, so um, it was cool. But obviously, that that's not the reason why I enjoyed the episode. I, I love the episode for the second reason that you said, Barrett, which is she helped doing her thing, uh, getting to see the the suit, uh, the catchphrase. Uh, whether or not it it really is a catchphrase, or I just enjoy it, or and also it was just a action-packed uh, superhero episode that uh, I, I've been waiting for in this series, and so I'm, I, I would agree with Mike that this was the my favorite episode of uh, the season so far. Oh, uh, I didn't say you. that. I didn't say that, but I agree with you is the best episode of the season so far. Very good. Uh, let's go with you, Kevin. Yeah, I, I it's it's hard for me to add to any of that because I believe that yeah it is the best episode of the season. It was a good se- episode. Um, you know, I wasn't chomping at the bit for Daredevil to come in. Actually, when I started watching the show, I didn't know Daredevil was going to come in. I really didn't care. He was a great um, addition to it, but. Thankfully, this was also one of those shows that, you know, overall, I mean, they they did not need him to make this a good show, but they did a very good job with him in it. I mean, it it, it made the show better, but I was very happy with this episode. All right. And Sean Fox. Uh, yeah, I really liked this episode. Uh, I thought it. It did a lot of good things. It was very enjoyable, and it sets up uh, the finale episode very well. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, once again, this was uh, Rivet and Rip It, episode eight, uh, penultimate episode of the season. Uh, this season is only nine episodes. Uh, Kate Coro, 
directed Cody Ziegler, uh, wrote it October 6, 2022. It aired, um, Disney does not give it re- released numbers. Um, so we won't have that information. Um, so that's pretty much it there. Um, people can go check it out on Disney plus if you subscribe, um, with that stated, I think that's pretty much. So, uh, Mike, why don't you this out? Okay, well, thank you once again for listening to this episode of She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law. Uh, as we discussed, episode eight, the penultimate episode of the season, Ribbit and Rip It. Uh, and like I said, we think it's, I think, the best episode of the season. And uh, tune in next week, and we'll discuss the finale.